Welcome, guys, to my first 100 episode. And in today's episode, I want to do something different. I'm not going to do a weekly update. Probably later in the week, I do one uh, for a short one uh, podcast. But today, I really want to go back to uh, the past nine months and review some of the big ups and downs of some of the shares and crosses and indices that I trade. I traded and um, and what lessons we can learn from from that. Uh, last nine months has been really fantastic journey for both um, traders in in uh, many different styles. And I just want to go through what I have learned and what gain I've got from the last nine months. Coming up next. Okay, before I start, I want you to set your mind back to the early part of 2020. Um, initially, we have um, U.S. sending a rocket and killed some Iraqi general and uh, in, on in your, uh, Iranian general on Iraq, and um, all sort of things happening over there. And uh, we then have obviously the uh, over in Asia the outbreak of the COVID-19, but it hasn't reached Europe yet and um, the Western world, including America, uh, Europe, UK, and so forth, all very much, uh, in my view, uh, uh, in retrospective, has been um, quite, you know, hang back, not taking it um, very seriously. But the Asians are very different because they have gone through 20, uh, 2003 um, uh, with the SARS virus and uh, how it has upset the local economy. So they took it very, very seriously. I think the most serious one, um, apart from China, is South Korea. And just just think of that on its own, and uh, let's cast back to some of the big ups and downs that I've uh, tracked on my um, lots of the, the trades that I track over time. Okay, the first one I want to look at is uh, Australian dollar against US dollar. And um, basically, this is um, back in 2019, we of course have heard the, the FAR in the uh, in Australia, and it's burning quite a lot of stuff, and um, caused a lot of devastation. But um, in in Australia, but the U.S. dollar uh, against um, Australian dollar against U.S. dollar seems relatively, you know, flat. It's um, it's not doing much for the more or less for for the whole year, and more like a sideways trade for mostly um, 2019, so to speak. But then it's at the coming into 2020. Um, it's sort of starting to recover a little bit at the start of the year, but suddenly, of course, we have the, the COVID-19 coming in. And then um, they're basically um, um, Australian dollar just um, on this cross, Australian dollar and US dollar just continue to go down, 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 down. So basically, it means that it takes less US dollars to uh, buy an Australian dollar, so to speak, for this cross. And um, from, yeah, so from more or less January onwards, um, the Australian dollar is losing ground, and um, the more the panic comes in in March, the worse it gets, and it gone down to as low as you know point five six uh, uh, Australian dollars can US dollar kind of thing. So point um, five six was near the low, I think even lower than that, point five five or something. And um, that is on the back of a, like I said before, the fire in uh, Australia and the coronavirus and you know, shutdown in China. Uh, supply chain being you know, all being upset locally and internationally as well and of course uh, everybody panic and uh, during that time you probably I probably go through some of that a bit later on but from a cross this cross point of view from this far forest point of view it has been devastating but if you're a trend follower 
um, if you have using my system, not even a simple, you know, uh, 200 day, 50 days uh, moving average, uh, crossover moving average, you have caught this move relatively early on in, in the year. Uh, uh, in here, I had to uh, specify I'm not talking about day trading, okay? I'm talking about proper uh, long term trading. That is um, a proper, tra proper trend to form. It takes mostly weeks, maybe months. To actually form it, and then once it form, the trend could last you know weeks and months again, probably years as well. And in this case, um, early on in the year, uh, the trend started established, and uh, my short term, medium term, long term system basically all gone, uh, bananas so to speak, in reverse from early in the year, and then it's just really continue giving shorting, shorting is is the name of the game so to speak, uh, of this cross, and uh, it just continue going down and down. And um, for the first three months up to near end of uh, March, uh, early April time, it's more or less it's a one-way street goes uh, shorting this cross. And the uh, subprime downs in the 280R system, um, uh, but mostly caught a lot of the of the down moves. And if you have used uh, the turtle um, system too, which is uh, covered in the Complete Total Traders by uh, Michael Covell. You can just use that. And you have caught uh, quite a good chunk of this tra trade as well. And of course, the 20-day move, 50-day moving average one has also caught a lot of that too. Um, but basically, overall, you if you learn to short um, particular shares or cross or commodity or stuff, you have make money. That That's the fir first thing. Well, there's a couple of things you can learn from here. First of all, always stick with the with your system. Um, Black Swan event. Secondly, Black Swan event happens every so often, and a lot of time when Black Swan event happens, it's out of the blue, out of whack. You don't even know about it. Um, there might be people who are in the financial industry who knows, um, but a lot of times most people don't. And for a retail trader, you and I, um, it is always after the fact you understand what might have happened. Uh, but the market is always somehow uh, telling us something and your system is there to help you to decipher what the market is telling you what that something is and if you don't stick with your system then too bad there is uh, people who use um, the, the hunches uh, there's people using the how they feel i mean those people uh, a lot of people also have uh, uh, experienced people i'm talking about here through their experience, they see certain patterns happen, their mind works very quickly, like Jesse Livermore, they have then become some sort of, you know, sixth sense and give them a hunch. But for us mostly, the uh, uninitiated, so to speak, the, the new people who just want to learn trend following, you should always stick with the system until you are really good at what you're doing. Then your brain somehow gives you some signal, but it doesn't stop you uh, doesn't mean that you don't follow your system. You still follow the system, but your the patterns, whatever um, hinge uh, hunch you have uh, from your brain, um, you basically you can still use it. That is not a problem, but you always stick with the actual um, trend following system to give you you know the ups and downs and and which which way to to go with the market, so to speak. And um, also in here, in in this one particular one. Well, one thing that jumped out quite a lot is to um, even if you buy, you know, a short, just one lot of uh, US uh, Australian dollar against USD, you make quite good money on here. But also, if you have actually have a method, a pyramiding, and then you can actually earn a lot more. 
So again, that peer imprinting method I use is again is uh, from Turtle Traders, and just look at the complete Turtle Traders from Michael Covell, and you know I think it's chapter five. It talks a lot about that one, so go go and uh, check it out. But overall, what I'm trying to say here is, um, the um Black Swan event happens every so often, and even though we have a rocket attack from America to uh in Iraq uh, to kill some Iranian general and stuff, um, the market didn't really move much. Maybe they just sort of, you know, get used to uh, Middle East um, kind of, you know, ups and downs. And America always try to, you know, move move things around in there, you know, influence things. But then the COVID-19 comes in when the West basically didn't didn't prepare at all. And then you actually see, you know, big, big jobs in a lot of uh, shares, commodities, um, index, and you, you name it, mostly. I think all of them are affected. And uh, in this case, in Australia, affected quite a lot as well. So here you can actually, you know, for the first three months of the year, uh, more or less from February, you know, uh, you can make quite a bit of money out of just shutting this cross, Australian dollar against US dollar here. And um, overall, I think it's, um, it's, it's worthwhile to study this. I mean, on it's just on, on, on that little bit. Secondly, then of course we have um, from March, um, end of March, early April onwards, um, the Feds in America, as well as the basically um, the financial institute, um, the um, authorities around the world, following what the Feds does, and just pumping loads of money into the market, and that uh, that money have to go somewhere. That wall of cash have to go somewhere, and just like. 2008-2009 when the Fed you know, pumped lots of money into the financial system we have a long bull market and in this case um, this sudden war of money more or less I think like 2 trillion US dollars that come in at the end of uh, March early April time and just changes everything it just stopped the rot so to speak and from at the end of March um, Australian dollar against US dollar sort of gone up. So basically, it just means that uh, there's so much US dollar running around out there and uh, just weakens the US dollar and then just reverses the trade. And um, so Australian dollar become more um, expensive, so to speak, not because Australian economy is doing any better than anybody else, but it's all because US dollars got so much weaker, weaker because of the uh, extra money that's been pumped from the, um, around the world, so to speak. And uh, of course, there's a lot more US dollars than other um, nationals. Currencies running around, so, uh, and mostly, most things are traded uh, in US dollars terms, so to speak. And commodities, metals, um, yeah, and so forth, and oil, grains, and stuff. Um, so this one basically just, just turn, turn around uh, for this cross. And we can see the major trend changes, so to speak, the 280-hour changes first. My short-term system in the, uh, late March, and then the the rest basically, you know, the changes uh, uh, mid April, and then to to May June time of kind of, um, kind of time frame, uh, time frame, and uh, this war money just basically new go 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 go. And if you have keep track of my uh, uh, sample update on a weekly basis, you've seen from um, end of March uh, to April, uh, my recommendation for this cross has been buy, and buy, and buy for short term and then slowly medium and long term system also turn to buy as well. And um and only recently early September the the change sign. So in fact I think I talked about this uh, in one of my episodes. Um is that from um April onwards until September we got like five months or so of a uh, trend that's been moved, um, gone up so much because of um 
extra money, so to speak, in my view, uh, coming into the financial market. And this cross just continue and continue to you know gain and um, continue to to move higher and higher. So the U.S. dollar continue to so weaken, so to speak, and in that sense, you know, and that just uh, for you to, um, to to judge for yourself. But if you look at the graph yourself, uh, I personally use um, something called Share Scope in UK. I use the basic package Share Scope Gold, and I found that's uh, good enough for me uh, for. Um, the, the money is asked for and I just look at the chart every day on that one and um, for, for me as far as I'm concerned this four months from um, April to September if anybody have some sort of like a, um, a trend falling system will have make quite a lot of money out of that that's just my view as well okay and um, this also talked about the, the nature of trend following you need to be prepared so that sometime trend can last much longer than you expect because at the end of the day we are trading not in my view if you think think of it you know deeply it's not just a stock or commodity or whatever market you're trading we are trading the people who are trading those market the um the, the emotional thinking the greed the fear okay and when you talk about greed and fear links learn hand in hand with black swan when sudden things happen Perhaps I say an earthquake and hurt some oil refinery, or we just like gone shoot through the roof. Everybody just worried there's no oil or something. So uh, suddenly we have COVID nineteen. You know, it's up upsetting um, the world globalized economy and uh, the trade around the countries, and um, how people, um, what you call the Fed, comes in and uh, sudden suddenly comes in and flood the market with lots of money. How everybody panic and say yeah, that's the end of the world. Uh, a lot of business have to close, so to speak, and so forth. And and those extremes of greed and emotional feeling pushes the market to the extremes. So I think in one of my episodes also talk about um, um, you need to look at um, standard deviation curve yourself, okay? It's more like, you know, trend following, the things I, I like about it is if you look at like a top hat, okay? The the edges on the right-hand side, left-hand side, the right-hand side um, is your maximum, if you think of it, that is your um, um, extreme event for positive results that go for, uh, for your trade, so to speak, you know, uh, when the trade is actually going. The left-hand side of the pull hat is the uh, trade that's go against you. Now, if you cut short of um, of those, um, what you call, um, extreme event that causes you to lose loads of money, then your account is safer in the sense that you can keep a lot more of your of your money, your hard-earned money or whatever trade money, so to speak. And in in this instance, um, um, because you limited the downside, but on the reverse, you don't limit your upside. Um, you basically gain a lot more over time, and that's that's the nature of the trend following. It it takes times to build the trend and when the trend set up you should just be patient and wait for the trend to complete itself so you have to be patient in both ways patient for the trend to come uh, to set up itself also patient for the trend to actually play it out and um, so this one another thing that you need to learn about trend following you it's really it's not for people who just want to day trade you can day trade you know 200 sample lots whatever you have, so five minute charts whatever but you know that that means you're more like only picking a little bit of uh, money off the table, so to speak, when there's loads more on the table because the trend is continuing going in your favor. Sometimes it could happen, and that that is the type of thing that you need to you need to watch out for. And um, so in in this one, it, the the trend is like what four months, let's say. So it make quite a bit of money, and if you pyramid again when you pyramid down, uh, when the market is going down, pyramid 
down the, the market so you sh- sell even sh- lower at lower prices and when it actually the signal reverse you close everything and then in uh, late March early April you reverse your position and slowly add more onto your position and then you pay it up to um, four pyramid trade plus your original trade so total of five lots and you have earned quite a lot of money basically just sitting on your ass when everybody out there is far fighting so to speak and um, this is um, just one way to make money and and to, to me this this fit me because it fit my um, my my work so to speak like a lot of people I work 95 and uh, most of the time you know up to six or seven o'clock I really don't have time to sit down in front of a screen to look at things um, during the daytime or 11 o'clock at night spend half an hour here and they just trade when everybody else already shut down um, in, in Europe and um, you know just trade the, um, the Hong Kong current um, market or Australian market kind of thing. I, I just don't have the time and I'll be very tired anyway for next day ready for work and over the weekend as uh, relax time and spend time with children but that doesn't mean I cannot trade um, so in that sense I need to take a more a long term view so in that sense I think you need to ought to read the book called uh, How I Make Two Million Dollars from the Stock Market and um, Nicholas Davis uh, it's a very similar situation, you know, he's busy doing lots of things, dancing around the world, but he can still make money that way. Um, and I take inspiration from there, you know, I can still make money if I find a, uh, I set up a system that I can stick with, that fit my, um, my, my lifestyle, so to speak. And, and this is something that you need to, to think about. Do you want um, um, something, I mean, do, do you need to find something that fit your lifestyle, however your lifestyle is. Okay, if you're busy and you don't have time to look at a screen all the time, I think trend following or more long-term based trading will be much nicer, uh, uh, more efficient for you. So um, for or this one, Australian dollars against US dollars, basically, if you have stick around with it, this uh, this one can make you a lot of money. Even for, for me, I was just trading for a simple one, one trade. From the basic, from uh, end of, um, what you call, end of March and until early September. Just one trade, and you know how much I bet on? I mean, this in UK, I'm doing spread betting as well, okay? On, on this cross, I only bet like uh, 10p per point, okay? And overall, overall, he's about 1,000 points over this five months or so, uh, four months or so. And um, it basically, you know, let me for a, a, a thousand quid just on that one, okay? I have also an account to make even higher, um, make higher money, but on, like I said, even the basic, if you just... Um, Keep your size low and let the trend f- um, when the winner runs, let it runs. Sometimes you be surprised how much money you actually can gain from here. And plus, pyramiding, you might basically one trade is 1,000, and the other one is 7,000, and 6,000, 2,000, uh, 200, something like that. So, overall, it's about 2,000 quid. So, first one earn about like 1,000, and the other one is 7,800 um, pounds, and the other one is 600, 200, something. And then that overall just making you know, just over 2,000 for me. So which is which is good, and um, that's the power of uh, long-term trading plus um, trend following and pyramiding, which is something that you need to need to add. So that is the uh, update for this uh, particular cross. Okay, next I want to talk about is gold, and um, this year basically gold. Um, at the start of the year, I was sort of um, in a way I uh, some through some other th- uh, means of um, uh, following the market so to speak I believe um, gold should go up this year and also next year as well and so I sort of uh, start watching it at the end of last year already so from a from a 
basically from end of last year, so to speak, if you actually look into it, and uh, it sort of moved uh, slowly. So like it's been, it's been in a s- in a journey since 2018, 2019 that you know the goal has slowly moving up, but you know not very significant, big you know move on a month by month, week by week basis. But over the years, last couple of years, then you you have been trading gold, you have uh, make some money, but gold has just like silver has been very jittery, you know. Uh, you use a short-term system like the one I used to do, ATR system, you didn't make much money. Even the turtle system, just about, you know, average. But if you actually um, use the long-term system, uh, in this case, um, 200 days over, uh, 200 day moving average crossover, you can have actually, you know, make a lot, of more, lot more money out, out that way. And sure is one of the reasons why I have three systems, because for a very uh, volatile market that moves up and downs all over the place, um, sometimes it's difficult to uh, make money just using a short-term system out there, because you, you get in and out so quickly, and the market moves up and down so much that you basically uh, you lose quite a bit. So a medium to long-term system for a volatile environment, in my view, is, uh, is a better way to trade. So in gold, basically, uh, last couple of years I've been looking at it anyway, but just end of last year really looking at thinking you know it's, it's time to go go back and go i've been uh, uh, basically you know um on ever since so to speak and um yeah so going for this year the start of the year we have this little hiccup you know suddenly moved up to i think above it was struggling to you know go above fourteen thousand for quite a while that kind of thing and then suddenly and um, we have the early in the year we just have um you know, the, I said, um, America sent a, a bomb um, to Iraq, kill some Iranian general, and then both oil and um, um, gold, silver sort of shot up a bit. And then it just um, shot up above the, you know, the, the 14,000, 15,000 area. And, and basically we have, you know, quite, quite a bit of a good run, so to speak. Uh, but it's very jittery, just up and down and down. So for all of these years, it's very much, you know, very volatile. Short-term uh, trading to our TDRF system actually works. It uh, makes some money, but um, get in and out to a lot. That means uh, what we call in this trick, what we call it whipsaw. Basically, get shaken out, shaken back in, in, out, in, out. So my two ATR systems always in the market system. So it's either long or short. It uh, never get out, unlike the 200 days, uh, 50 days over 200 days moving average. And also the turtle systems is only, you know, if uh, 55, 55 days breakout happens, then you only go in. Otherwise, you just wait on the sideline. Um, so to speak. So this one, it, it did make money, but it has been difficult for this market. But it's um, uh, short term wise, uh, has been relatively okay. Um, not as good as I would expect. Medium term is much better. Uh, Long term is definitely uh, much much safer. But um, the gain, of course, is not as. Uh, uh, could be not as much as certain times, but sometimes it'd be really good. So, so far this year, um, for all of this year, it's not even, you know, COVID-19 thing. Um, we see, you know, the, the whole market as a whole has, you know, gained quite a lot. Yes, in March, when the, um, February, so to speak, in March, uh, a lot of jittery and COVID-19, you know, raises up ahead in Europe and the West. And causes go drop down, you know, in March, end of March, everything gone down. Remember those 2,000, almost 3,000 daily dropped in down Jones in America, you know, really scary. And uh, people really were panicking. They were even sending, you know, gold, you know, just basically sell, selling the gold and really got down quite a lot. So gold went back down to like, 
around the 1500 mark so to speak and then uh, he just saw recover and yeah this wall of money from the fed i talked about earlier and just continue just pump the money in and go sort of um not reacting as a straight line so to speak sort of gone up a bit and go side up sideways for a while and got a little bit sideways and it's going up a little bit you have a chart to actually look into the gold trade um uh, da- daily chart i'm using okay and then you have a look um it's quite you, you definitely can make money out of it and uh, for for me basically um this one shows a lot of you know the power for using a long-term system like the 250 day over 200 days you have less of this whipsaw in and out of the market um and you don't have to actually look at the market too often with using that and you still manage to make money, so to speak, when everybody else, especially news and stuff, you know, say how gold are. People seems to, unless you're a gold bug, only, only really listen to like Sunday more gold news, uh, related news uh, coming out this year, so to speak, and all talk about gold, 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 this and that. Um, but if you're a long-term trader, if you actually trade gold, you see basically, you know, this year is is it's a bit better, but uh, it has been, the pattern itself has been uh, happening in the last couple of years, but then nobody really talk about much. I mean, in, in essence, I mean, the, the lows came in 2015, 2016, and then got sideways for two, three years, and then like um, middle of 2018 is the latest up up move so to speak so the up move it's not just this year that happened you know over the last couple of years already and um and basically this year basically just a sorry i think there's really probably be, there'll be more coming in next year but who, who knows just my own internal analysis but i think uh this this one shows that you know uh when the trend is moving up you know you you just follow where the trend when the trend moving down you just follow where the, where the market is and even though however jittery it is with the 280 hour system so long you stick with it long term i don't mean five minutes chart or no, one hour chart that kind of thing i'm talking about daily charts and you stick with it thin and out for months and years and weeks so i think well i'll probably say years okay you will over you earn the money because if you do analysis yourself you go back and look at the chart whatever year time frame you look at okay so always take a i'd always take a long term review so i always take the daily, daily charts and look at like at least five years chart that kind of thing that's minimum for me and um and you look at it every year you just manually just look at ups and downs using your own trading system for the past you know go through the last five years and then Ask yourself, do you make money in that market using a particular system manually using your hand? Okay, that's in retrospective behind the fact you already seen the price move and you're just basically tracking using your pen and paper and just write down where you will buy, what you have sold, and then add them all over and add up. And you'll see that you know um, the the good and bad and ugly of the three different systems or whatever system you have. And if you trade long term using a trend forward system, most years you should make money. Uh, sometimes maybe very little. Sometimes could be a quite a lot. When I say little, it could be you know a couple of percentage points. You know a lot, maybe fifty, sixty percent, something like that. And also you have some down as well. That depends whether your uh, how your risk management is. But on paper, if you stick to like you know no more than you know one uh, percent trade at account that kind of things, and you shouldn't lose more than uh, risk more than five percent for each trade, probably about four percent or something. Then you you'll be you'll be okay. But overall on the paper, it shows. Uh, a couple of things that first of all it shows you how good your system is and you actually make money or not if it's on paper it doesn't really work you know i, I don't think you should you should trade it it's okay sometime one or maybe two years you have a um a down year so to speak when you're not making money but if you're over five years yeah, 
turn off your, if your system don't make any money out of that five years, you need this, you know, break even account kind of thing. There's something you need to think about how your system is. You can, you, if you can't even make uh, break even for the past five years, and there's no point actually using that system. That's my view. But from what I've seen in trend following, yes, sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, but overall every year you you most likely end up with something, something positive. Sometimes you have uh, negative from one on the market. This is why you have multiple markets. So when one market has gone down negatively for one year, the other market is sort of gone up. So for example, if you trade Tesla, it's gone down this year, for example, just just out of, just, um, just for example, okay, for argument's sake. But Apple's gone up. If you only just trade Tesla, but Apple gone up, um, that sort of, you know, the downward move plus the upward move of, of um, Apple will still make you whole, so to speak, for the year. You're still positive, but yeah, you have less money because uh, Tesla pull you down. But if you just have Tesla the whole year, you basically just have a down year, so to speak. This is why you, your um, portfolio selection is important. And don't just stick with just stock. You know, sometimes a trend just happens. And it could be anywhere. You know, this, it's true that pe- people say, you know, there's always a bull market somewhere. There's always a bear market somewhere. But how do you know where? That's a problem. We don't know where. It could be in US, it could be in Asia, it could be in Australia, it could be in Brazil, you know, or Russia, or in India. How do you know where? And the main thing for me is, uh, for um, portfolio management, I look at it more like your, your own garden, in your backyard, or whatever garden lot you have, or even your you know your, your plant pot or something. You, you, you plan what you want. Okay, and you watch that plan, and you where, where did it nurture it? You know, change soils and look after it. If any, any um, caterpillars, whatever flies on it, uh, hurt its growth. You know, you you do something about it, and you always just look at that lot of you know, plants in your backyard, and you look after it, and you blooms, and you enjoyed the the scenery, the visual effect, the smell, and the kind of thing, and the bees running around, kind of thing, and you have a nice present environment. But you always look at that lot. You know. What I don't like um, initially was like going on everywhere and um, looking also different trades. But um, to me, it's detrimental to me as far as I'm concerned because you never know uh, where the trend comes in, where the tra- where you're trading. Rather than running around the hell's chicken, go to different markets, different places. Um, I mean, so I just look at 20. That's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm looking at about 40 at the moment. And um, the sample portfolio about got about 20 in there. And basically, I just look at a limited amount of uh, uh, shares, cross, uh, indices, um, commodities, that's kind of thing, whatever you fancy, and just stick with those. And inevitably, you find train over there. And you can basically just um, uh, make money out of that. You can't even make money out of that little bit. Um, what's the point looking around for, you know? including Hong Kong shares or China shares or Russian shares, or Australian, Singapore shares. It's just too many, unless you have uh, like um, um, s- some big international firm with loads of money to buy computers and uh, one computer just run particular one uh, particular um, market or something like that. And you have all different computers running for all sorts of different markets. And yeah, you, you, you can do that. But from retail trader for you and I, you don't need to do that. just need to have a... Uh, small little bit of portfolio that you like, that you fancy, and you basically you can do like what, what uh, Dow Jones does every year or so, every six months you add one in or you move one in. Just so long as you it's twenty or something that manageable by you. It could be ten, it could be five. It's up to you how many you want. It depends up to you how many you want you can manage. But you can sort of like trim it to to your fancy, and so to speak. And um, basically, you look at that one and catch a trend. It's easier that way as far as I'm concerned. So I got sidetracked a little bit, but you you, you see that you know from uh, 
um, from certain uh, market. Um, and sometimes, yes, it will go down. But other market that you track also pull you up. So overall, if you have a, uh, a relative size of portfolio, then it will be better in, in that sense because the, that size will help you to uh, to weather the storm, so to speak, and you make a, a better money out of it that way. Okay, so gold, uh, basically, as far as I'm concerned, this year uh, it's continued to go up, and I think um, it, it has some good moves, you know, uh, from um, end of June, so to speak, to early August. That was quite explosive move, and gone above the 2,000 marks, and then now it's just gone sideways. So I think there's still some some to go. At the moment, it's, it's the the formation of the last few months is more like doing a little flag kind of thing, and it might have a chance of breaking down. But you know, it's hovering just above the 50-day moving average at the moment for uh, price of gold. So we just have to wait and see. Also, in this one, I basically just say is as example, a uh, very volatile market move up and down a lot of time. Not as smooth as Australia against US dollar uh, chart. Um, but you can still make money out of it that way, but then the 280 hour system will probably make you go in and out to trade and then the 50 days uh, to over 200 days moving up is much more suitable for this one and the 280, um, the uh, system 2, turtle trading system 2 system which is something in between. But the, the other thing worth talk about is this 280 hour system here. This whipsaw in and out, in and out, ups and down. Um, for trend follower, you need to be careful one thing. You need to trade in relatively size uh, that's not just about risk management on money term but also risk management on your mental term this ups and down really does bollocking to your to your brain so to speak okay it's not good that you lose money okay mentally we we all have ego we all have to manage our own feeling of ups and down and when you lose money you always blame yourself especially i mean i learned a lot from you know a students they always think you know you do certain things you'll always be right if you certain for a certain format certain calculation certain activity you always get the right result but in trading it's different this is probabilities you know even you one plus one you think it's always be two no matter where you are in the world but okay one plus one it turn out to be 11 or one person turn it minus 11. How do you know? And it's a probability here. So I think this really do people's uh, heads in. And because we, we don't know what the next trade outcome will be, so you have to mentally make sure that you're okay with losing that you know uh, initial amount of money. And using parenting is the best way, in my view, because your initial amount you go into the market, you, you never know if that trade will turn out to be fantastic trade or not. And you only add more and you actually think and see evidence on the market to tell you oh the trade is moving in the right direction it's making you money and so forth you then basically continue to go up that way and that sense that's fine okay and uh, and that also help you to build your mental you know uh, toughness so to speak that you know it's going the right direction but when the market is finding its feet or it's very jittery like the gold, you know, volatile, running up and down everywhere. You need to be mentally prepared that when you lose money, not just mental, mental um, money side, your mental side can handle it. Okay, that's why you risk. A lot of people talk about risk management. They forget about the risk management comes twofold: risk on the dollar money terms as well as your mental terms. I think this is what Dan Payer talk about: your mental chat account or something, your emotional check account. A lot of us don't don't even have one or very small money in there and couldn't handle it. They all just look at money because that's what the world tells us, but they do not really deep down go in to tell you how you can handle 
uh, failure, so to speak. So in a sense, okay, you're losing your trade. You, you might relate that as a failure, but to me, I don't think so, unless you don't follow your system. You follow your system, that trade, uh, whatever trade you take, uh, whatever market turn out to be uh, a dog, and then you lose money, fair enough. That is the nature of doing business. Just like you having a food store, you buy orange and apples and sell it, you know, great food or pineapple. How do you know what your customer wants? Maybe that particular season, that time, people like lemon. <laughs> and now your stuff sell. What happened? You know, that, that's cost of building business. But uh, you're not going to sell orange and apples and stuff because uh, every fruit seller have those. And suddenly then you have people might come in, oh, suddenly buy a lot of fruit salad and just want all sorts of different fruits because they're having a party, a street party. How do you know? You know, that, that, that's the nature of the business here. To trade with uncertainty, you need to be, first of all, um, okay with your losses. You go in with small amount of money and hope it go to the moon. And then you add more and more, but a lot of time it doesn't. And therefore you only go in incrementally. If the trade turn against you, then get out, get the hell out. Don't think about the, the um, what you call the, the position. Okay, don't marry the position when the system say get out, get out. And don't worry too much about the money. It's just uh, the cost of doing business, like your computer. You need your computer to do your business, right? Do you do your trading, right? You need internet access, right? Okay, that is fine. That's just cost of doing business. You know, you may have a couple of internet, couple of in, uh, internet uh, access porn. Okay, some using phone, some maybe a, a ban or, or whatever. So just in case your, your internet provider, one of the main internet provider for Sam, so is your monitor. Your computer can burn down too, you know. CPU broken, you just stopped. A battery problem, everything just hangs. What are you gonna do? You need a backup computer, right? Those are the cost of doing business. So it's the same thing when you actually trading. You have to lose, it's fine, so long as you follow your system, you can pat yourself to the back. It takes a lot of time to actually train that mentally, okay? So that's why I say, for me anyway, especially I'm a more systematic guy, I'm a, I mean, engineering by um, so to speak, uh, in university, I, I have a bachelor, um, B.Eng. or electrical electronic engineering. So I'm more logical kind of person. And I do also software development and software design. Again, that's very logical kind of thing, thinking. So for logical, systematic people, I think for me, trend following system is good because it's logical and there's a method. It just for the problem is for a lot of us is um, human being like varieties and we don't like to follow the rules a lot of times. And uh, even though you know the, the rules are there to protect you, a lot of time because we like varieties, we just like to pick our own rules. And you think we're God, especially when the rules are broken and you get a better positive result than what you initially used to get the rule. You feel like you're God somehow. And that is not the best way to trade. You need to go back down to your system level and your method level and then say, did I stick with my system? If you have, even though you lose money, fair enough. That is just a good trade. That's trade of doing, cost of doing business. Forget about it. Go and in this volatile market, for example, gold, ups and down, get out. If the system say get out, then get out. If the system say reverse, then reverse. You lose money, fine. But you know, um, that's just cost of doing business. You make sure that therefore you make sure when you risk your risk capital, whatever is on the, on the table, that your risk for is not money term. Also, you man mentally can handle it. So let's say I trade spread betting. Uh, if I trade hundred pounds a pawn, I know my head at the moment still cannot handle it. But ten pounds a pawn, yeah, probably okay. You know, but initially I trade with ten p a pawn. 
Okay, that kind of stuff. So you slowly, you, you mentally train yourself to it. Okay, some, you know, uh, city trade or something, you know, thousands of pounds of porn, that kind of thing, and they go in and out very quickly. But that depends on, you know, on, first of all, the, the money side, you know, how big the, the, the pocket is. Um, and also the mental um, size, can they actually handle it, but they train for years actually do that. For us retail investors, we just have to learn that slowly, step by step. So that is basically an update on gold. And um, for volatile system, the uh, takeaway, so to speak, is use a more long-term system. That's the best. Okay, next I want to look at is uh, oil, basically, and um, crude oil and uh, Ben could uh, uh, just look at it overall as oil market, okay? And, um, yep, remember the oil, what happened to this year? The COVID-19, of course, is causing lots of issues. Uh, it's not helping. And then, um, yep, the start of the year is still sort of trading about $50, $60, that kind of area, depends on which one you actually look into. It's quite stable, so to speak. So, for example, for... Um, yeah, for Brent crude, it be higher as well, about $65, $70, kind of thing. And then Saturday year, little jittery, again, because of the stupid bomb from uh, American. So, and uh, sorry to all the American listeners, but then, you know, the mili- U.S. military sent a bomb to uh, Iraq and you know, killed somebody in Iran, and so to speak, another jittery, and go with up a bit. And um, so is, um, in, in this case, the oil as well. So that that's what's actually happening here. Um, but in, in this case, the oil just uh, jittered up a bit, and then uh, it just come back down. It just gone down, continued down. And I think this uh, is initially because of the uh, COVID-19 issue. And, um, yeah, the oil being um, used for you know, transportation, so to speak, uh, with Asia in lockdown, uh, especially China slowly you know, showing up. I mean, even, even then, from December, when China first sort of, um, you know, um, from BBC News, the reports coming out from China that you know, there's la- lockdown, there's virus around and Wuhan. Um, the the oil trade didn't move up much either, you know, and it's still within the, uh, you know, uh, norm- normal trade. I mean, let's let's stick with just um, um, what you call um, brand crude for now, okay? And uh, it just continued that way to you know f- uh, 60, 65 marks, and then you have the of course the bombing. Uh, the rocket issue first thing in January, and uh, it went up to like seventy dollar per barrel. That kind of thing quite quickly in the reverses. But from then on, um, the basically small one side is the, the the market has gone down and down and down up to you know March, uh, uh, early April time time frame, so to speak. Uh, a bit jittery, and you compared uh, both um, Ben crude and uh, and the WTI crude oil. Um, um, WTI crude oil seems a bit better that way, but still the, the pattern is still the same. Um, COVID-19 just um, wreak havoc to, to oil in general. And uh, it just um, it's continued to go down, uh, so to speak. So if you use a short-term system, then a little bit jittery, but you make some money out of it. So two ATL systems make money out of that. And um, as usual, it's just so similar to uh, what happened to... Um, uh, what you call it to Australian dollar against US dollar that kind of trade initially up to uh, uh, this a bit more prolonged um, uh, started early as well so basically more to start early in uh, 2000 2020 this year and then you know until um, early April so to speak so it's really down and um, so you have make money that way and remember the news saying there's some sort of 
problem with the refinery storage environment, 98% full, blah, 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 and we have minus $37 at one point. I remember my podcast actually say something that the American government, uh, the regulatory anyway, uh, sorry, not, not the regulatory, the, 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 the exchange, yeah. Um, basically changed the rules that allowed the options to go negative, so to speak, or pricing go negative. And that's after um, uh, Iran, not Iran, after Saudi Arabia and Russia having a, you know, a spat about, you know, reducing production of oil because the demand is low because COVID-19, trade war as well, that kind of stuff. And then um, Russia and Saudi Arabia couldn't, you know, uh, kiss and make up so we'll find a find a way forward. And basically Russia said, No, I'm not cutting. So the labor say, Okay, fine then therefore I'm gonna flood the market. And I go to uh reduce the price of oil by half or something. So that just sent the market going down. And of course America uh has been um for me anyway, as far as I'm concerned, it's the oil producer of the world now. It's not just back in the old in the eighties when the the oil scares and Saudi Arabia having a bit of issue in Middle East and the oil spike and, and so forth. Which is, in a, in a fair sense, America is doing its right thing, trying to protect itself about uh, the usage of oil, have its own way of trying to find oil and to supply its own economy, which is fine, it's fair enough, but then it now have uh, too much oil, so to speak, and it's basically driving the market and just continue driving market and people for some reason still thinking about Saudi Arabia or Middle East is the biggest you know, oil producer. In my view from my research I showed US is the actual biggest oil producer, especially sale gas and so forth. And, um, and they are actually driving the market and obviously uh, when the Middle East try to cut, uh, Russia try to cut us uh, not to increase, America's continue increases oil production uh, and flood the world and basically just um, make a lot of this uh, US trading partner happy in this case Russia and Saudi Arabia and then you know they are having argument even themselves and then of course uh, uh, Saudi Arabia just throw everything out of the uh, water tap so to speak including the baby and then basically hurts American uh, uh, output uh, American sale gas industry American oil industry so to speak and COVID-19, of course, doesn't help people. We have lockdown. Um, the lockdown, not just in Asia, but also in around Europe, in Australia, as well as in the uh, US. And the uh, need for oil, actually, for people to travel around is much lower. But uh, America have actually closed down the, um, the, the production of oil. I think there's a lot of technical reasons for that as well. But also a political one, but by the time that actually, you know, shut down because some of it, um, some of the companies just couldn't uh, make money out of the the, the oil, of the price so low, more low than $40 or something. They just couldn't kill and a lot of them have to shut down, so to speak. And then you have this, um, uh, of course, um, America come down, try to help um, stabilize the situation by having, you know, China helping, you know, uh, U.S. talking to Saudi Arabia and then China talking to Russia, try to stabilize the situation, uh, so to speak. And um, yeah, oil sort of uh, stop um, is bar, um, tumbling down. But remember that time, the fear was out there, so much fear. And I talked about this earlier in my memoir, uh, the share things. Um, the fears and human emotion that we're trading can go extremes and remember people talk about minus 37 which actually the fact and some people some commentary in America around the world just say minus a thousand 
Oh, sorry, minus 100, sorry. Sorry, my mistake. Minus 100. Um, can you actually see that will actually happen? At the time, everything, anybody can be very feeble, uh, traders in, uh, in essence. And um, there's all sort of funny news flying around. And then all you can do is instead of listening to the news, that's nothing about trend following. You don't care about the news. You, you care about what the actual um, trade is actually showing you. Your trade is saying, um, okay, this trade is um, working in your favor, so to speak. And so continue and work in your favor. Don't need to go um, uh, do something else and listening to news, listening to what you know, Fox News saying or CNN or whatever news you lock, uh, lock into. Um, the squad boss, the talking head, so to speak, you know, they all have their own views and versions and um, and then you also get your own panicky from uh, whatever the, your trade is telling you, that kind of thing. So risk management is important as well as, uh, you know, how, how you handle your mental uh, state as well. But overall, the news from the time is a lot of scaremongering if you look at after after the fact, retrospect. But during the time when you are actually trading, that's this was very different between uh, trading uh, on paper and actual trading. When the fear sets in, you will basically, you don't know what to do. You actually have no way of having rational thinking. So all this efficient market theory, I mean, my, my daughter is going to learn economy, is going to university you know, this, uh, this month. I uh, basically tell her just ignore market efficient market theory, just don't even take it up. Challenge, <laughs> challenge the professor to talk about that. Because it's showing this year, you know, how fearful people can be because COVID-19, because of, uh, you know, some third party talking about oil uh, initially yeah, uh, with uh, Russia and um, and um, Saudi Arabia and how they affect the market. And people suddenly gone down to, you know, the, the price of oil gone down minus 37. People even talk about minus 100. You know, those kind of things. Is people really rational? You need to ask your question. It's not rational. Well, it's extreme fear, extreme um, black swan event, so to speak. You can just basically just think about, you know, at that time, ask yourself, are you rational? You probably not. When you lose your job, at the time of getting possibility of, you know, getting kicked out of your house, kind of thing, you won't act rationally. Or somebody, you know, hurting your family, you won't act rationally. You just got to be a shadow of them. Protect yourself. Uh, that, that, that is the type of thing you, you face in, in trading, in actual trading. So it's okay for paper trade. It's okay for simulation, but actually trading... Uh, with hard earned money, your own money, with your emotion on the line, it's a very totally different kettle of fish. So for me anyway, for anybody out there, especially new to um, any system, so to speak, before you put your hard earned a lot amount of money onto the line, you should spend, you know, minimum as much, as little as you can to actually trade, live trade on that particular method for minimum of six months, maybe a year. And just to see if you actually make money. If you can't make money that way, or it's very difficult and you find yourself couldn't handle it, then at least you uh, learn something about yourself, about how you handle your emotional side uh, when you are losing money. Also, as well as when you're winning money, what, you know, irrational, stupid things you also do as well, over trading by, you know, over over trade, bigger size, and the market seems to go in your way. You think you're God, you can change the rules, and you basically continue to forget about your rules and not listening to your own rules, and you just bet bigger and bigger. The market continues telling you, are you doing right? You're doing good, and you're making lots of money, and suddenly one thing turn, sudden event, boom, and you lose everything. It happens. All of us actually have gone through it, traders. 
in in my my view, and um, just something that you need to learn about it. So this this actually tells you, to me anyway. I think you know from Bankrupt, it's just like news is crappy. You don't really listen to news. You don't need the news when you're trading a chart, systematic trend following system or any systematic system. Any, in in fact, that's my view anyway. And um, all those. Extreme event happens more often than you think of, you know. And also, uh, extreme event seems to, uh, um, what you speak, um, what you say, related to another one. So you have COVID nineteen, and you have then, you know, the slowdown of oil usage, and then you have sudden, you know, uh, spat between two major producers in oil, uh, and and you know all sorts of things that happens. And sometimes extreme happens out of.、Um, Out of ordinary event happens, and you have no idea how how things might turn out. So therefore, the risk management is important, but always stick with the rules. The re- reason I stick with trend following is when things go bananas, when go belly up, shit hit the fan, so to speak. I always go back to my system. I text,、uh, check my system to say, did my system, did I calculate correctly? Did my system give me the right result? If it has, I just continue. I calm down a lot. Okay, it's still difficult to handle the the、uh, losses because you have to change sides, so to speak, quickly because the whipsaw, so to speak, just because the market telling you. But you slowly learn to love that and learn to think that it's okay, just cost of doing business, like I said earlier. But at least you have a system to fall back onto. So for a logical person, systematic person, person,、um, I personally feel trend following is the best. For me, anyway, and I trade, you know, on a daily chart, and I don't even look at you know minutes chart. I think I I tried before, and just it's just really not not me, not for me. Five minutes charts, and so I just found that you trend following、uh, is trying to catch big major trend, and you have you know smaller time frame. You all you're doing is、um, picking a small little pieces of money, a piece of bread off the table. That's my view, anyway. So rather than doing that. Um, don't just have a、uh, bigger, better,、um, what you call, um, um, what you call,、uh, track a longer term kind of、uh, trading. I think that would be the better way for us, for most of us anyway, especially when we busy lifestyle kind of thing. So yeah, so basically that's oil, and then that's first half of the year, and the second half of the year is. Um, well, so second half of this of this、um, from April to、um, September, so to speak, is. This world of money from the Fed around the world is just basically pushes the oil back up slowly, very, very slowly, little by little. In the background of COVID nineteen, slow down in trade, hardly anybody traveling. Some countries, some towns, cities, and start to you know、uh, easing the lockdown, and people start coming out. And now we have the second round turning around, so to speak. But、um, you, you can see that you know、uh, again this two eighty hour system from the short term system from. May onwards, you know, on to to early September, late、uh, August, again it's just continue good making you money, the short term money,、um, and because the short term trend is is good, slowly up and down, little few ticks a day or so to speak, very boring for most people, especially those traders who just want you know like volatile activities. Some people I know trade really well when the market is really volatile, but for those who do trend following, boring is good. 
because your system basically just doing its job and you're following it and it's supposed boring making money as a business is boring and this, yes this is a business okay when you do things right you're doing here for a reason to serve them you know serve your customer whatever uh, whatever market you're into you just repeating the same thing again and again and then slowly you, yeah, you earn your money that way so overall trend forwarding for that from may to august uh, end of August, early September, that's more like three and a half months, I'll say. Um, short-term system, medium-term S2 systems, um, it's doing really well. Um, for long-term system, it's just basically standing on the side because the um, brand could and um, WTI is still failing to stay above the 200 days moving average. So on the long-term system for this particular, you know, for oil anyway, it's not um, particularly good. It has caught the down trend pretty much uh, you make lots of money there but from May to September more or less you just stand there you're just looking on the sideline nothing much you can do about it that's your rule but from that one you know for uh, oil you're not more or less not making much money at all out of that but at least you protect your money that's another good thing about trend following or having a system when a system say don't go into money you don't go into oh, sorry, don't go into market you don't you don't go into market so to speak okay and yes, it is very boring, but it protects your uh, capital, and it basically helps a lot to you know also protect your mental capital as well. And uh, yes, um, you it's lack of action, and you want something to happen, but that's also time to you to put in your discipline. Discipline in the sense that do not go into market unless your system actually tells you to. It could be boring. You could be feeling you want to do something, scratch something, do something with your fingers click the mouse button but when your system say don't then don't so a good thing about trend following is and uh, it actually shows you who you are are you a disciplined person and to me anyway i think trend following is good if you are a disciplined person a logical person and maybe have some military background or something you know something that you you basically have to follow the rules otherwise you get beaten up so to speak and then you learn to follow the rules because it's important and um, so in this case if you uh, good at following rules this trend of following system will be will be best but in the other hand you can think of it's more like turning us into a bit of a robot but that's precisely what we need to do because when we do systematic trading we put it in the software we come with some result to back test our tra trading and so forth this method the hardware we use to actually tracking our our trade and so forth doing our back testing is a computer a computer have got no emotion. It's just doing ones and zeros. It just do add and subtract. It just do calculation overall. That's it. On and off. It doesn't have. Oh, my wife is having uh, an argument with me. The kids is uh, sick. Uh, not going to school. Um, I just lost my job. It doesn't know any of those things. It just say okay. Um, it basically just think that okay. This is my um method, and this is what I need to plug in. That's my calculation, and this is my outcome, and that's all you need to do, and so so that that's how uh, systematic trading is is all about. If you are not disciplined a lot of time, you it's not a system that's not working for you. It's you are not working for you because you failed to follow your own system. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, overall here is, um, crude and oil in general has you know has been quite volatile in a way. 
uh, early in the year, but then later uh, from April, May onwards, it's been quite, you know, systematic, it's slowly moving out, very boring, but you make money also that way. Um, but long-term system don't seem to be making much money at all um, from this uh, pandemic. It cuts the long-term, um, long-term system cuts the downtrend, but the uptrend, because uh, people are not really recovering, so to speak, isn't it? I mean, the the... The countries, people driving cars or plane in general, or the ships sending around different countries are not really uh, being used to the max. So the oil is uh, sort of coming down at the moment, which is fair enough to say. It's just, it just that's, that's the nature of the business. So uh, that's going back to reiterate my my thinking of you know my reason having a number of tracking a number of markets. So if oil is not working, Tesla is working. The Tesla is working. Copper is working, which I want to talk about next. Okay, the next thing to look at is copper. I don't know how many of you actually trade the copper or even look at the copper map. Um, the chart it just looks um, very you know uh, interesting as far as I'm concerned. You know, um, the in general for the past two three years or so, when Donald Trump started pressing on with um, um, with um, China with the trade war and so forth, um, the um, Copper chart seems to have slowed down quite a bit and gone sideways and going down, and it's becoming a little, little, little downward triangle flag. But that's the last couple of uh, years, so to speak, just up and down, up and down. And then, of course, uh, coronavirus comes in early in the year and just uh, hurt it quite badly. And just like everybody else, uh, um, every other um, stocks or indices or metals, it's gone down quite a bit. And um, um, basically, uh, for the first three months, it just comes down really, really badly. But then at the end of March, something happened. The war of money, like the, what they have done to um, Australian dollar against US dollar and other stock as well, seems to have helped um, the the copper for some reason. And um, and ever since sort of like, um, I think it's in um, mid-April onwards, and it's um, recovered somewhat, and the 280R system uh, that I'm using and tracking this uh, um, commodity and trading it has been up um, relatively good and um, uh, give you a, a buy signal at the uh, middle of April and then only stop, so to speak, um, in about uh, um, late July, early August, so to speak. And then uh, recently, last month or so, it gone back up again. So. Um, this is something that uh, why I want to bring it up is <coughs> a lot of time when you don't look at um, uh, what news, so to speak, don't look at certain market, you won't know anything about it. At the time, you know, in March, uh, February, uh, even up until now, everybody's talking about what, <coughs> talking about a lot about COVID-19, uh, about the stock market crash so much, so quickly, and the ferocity of that, you know, the speed of that, that crash, and then the recovery of the last four or five months, so, so to speak. And only recently, um, from the last um, months or so, I started hearing people talking about copper. But copper has been recovering so, um, just a lot of commodities since um, April, as far as I'm concerned. But nobody actually uh, looking into it until recently when it had to you know, make a sort of like a new high for the last 12 months or so. Uh, and so this, this, and I think go back to the previous one um, with the, about the news. Uh, the news, uh, any news channel, financial channel, they just basically selling something, sell you uh, some sort of latest views of people or the traders or the market is thinking. But a lot of the time they 
they don't know everything, and uh, there's a lot of other things that they don't report on, or they don't want to report on because it's not interesting. Uh, no, it's uh, if you compare copper to gold, more people will be interested in gold. But that doesn't mean that copper is not something that uh, you can you shouldn't trade. It's just that it's not on in, in the front line, so to speak. But if you have a proper portfolio management and um, proper uh, portfolio selection, and you include copper, you have um, make some money out of the, out of copper as well. And but you 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 also think you know with COVID nineteen happening with um, the uh, trade war between US and China happening and economy around the world more or less slow down. How the hell copper price increases? And it's, it's basically, it just shows the, the strength of the US dollars really weakening because that two trillion, I think two trillion US dollars are basically hit the market around the world and it's just causing a lot of um, inflation in, in my view. It just pop up a lot of um, uh, metals as well as shares in the moment. So um, the the point here for the copper thing is if you have proper management um, um, of um, um, portfolio um, selection and so forth, and um, if one place are not um, making money, uh, one of the sh- share or selection that you do, let's say uh, Apple or Tesla at the time, uh, or Amazon or Google in this case is you know quite volatile lately. Um, there are others um, that you can use to to make money, and a lot of times you don't even need to. Uh, a lot of time those those one that you um, actually making you lots of money and the one that not even talked about, and uh, on the, on the main news so to speak. So, uh, in going back to my uh, portfolio management kind of things, I, I was ex- I was think. For all of us uh, who really into trend following, it's better to uh, trade a number of markets. I mean, initially probably maybe five, just to um, or maybe even three or something, just something that you can keep tap on. Uh, but as you uh, grow in your trend following um, um, journey, so to speak, and career, you should start to you know expand a bit more to go into commodities and, and other things uh, and index and uh, for uh, foreign exchange, so to speak. Just basically, you bought few um. um track of the market so if one market is down let's say for example oil is down the goal is up uh, when uh, oil is down you know um, um, copper is up so to speak you know that that kind of things so at least you get more balanced kind, kind of uh, things here and the, the, the other main point here is news um, financial news only just tells you the things that you know general market uh, want you to I mean the, the company the, the News company want you to know about, and it's not really something that you know the um, maybe the the latest the hot thing that actually make you money. A lot of times you can make money with something that's you know very quiet. Um, somebody and well, not many people covering it. And like I said before, you know, there's always a bull market somewhere, and uh, also there's always a bear market somewhere. And uh, it's unfortunately there's there's no way you can catch everything unless you have. Uh, loads of computers and just basically have one computer track each market and or number of markets and do all this stuff for around for around the world then yes yeah, some big company uh, does that but uh, for retail investor I think um, it's best to you know um, this copper trade basically shows how good it is to um, to have a proper um, portfolio uh, selection so to speak and again this one if, if I mean it's very quiet only recently is people are talking about it uh, and financially just give you a feeling that maybe it time to about the top you know uh, kind of thing but with the um, strength of the US dollars continue to weaken um, there might be some life yet in here but on this one 
if you are like me have to you know at least um, have a minimum um, one contract or, or basically one one trade on on copper you have you know make quite a bit of money on its own again so for for me as far as I'm concerned yes unfortunate the uh, coal fathers have hurt us a lot especially our jobs so to speak but if you have a um, proper trading system the like transforming system you can basically benefit from uh, ups and downs of the market and the other thing I want to talk about here is um, you really need to make yourself comfortable trading both sides that is shorting the shares when they're down and buying shares when they're up same thing for commodities same thing for um, um, metals and so to speak or, or the other, other trades because at the end of the day um, you shouldn't be scared of you know trading um, um, downside so to speak okay so the let's say apple going down in this corner you go down short it okay in, in u.s or other country might not allow you to do short shorting shares or uh, your brokers your local brokers say it's uh, very dangerous but there's other options like using options or other means cfds and i just bet betting quite a lot and on cfds and you can you can benefit from it um that that's the main thing for for you to uh, to take away from this one on the corporate trade is that um, it it can um, you need to make sure that you can comfortable to taking both um, short trades as well as uh, buy trade. Okay, so you can basically benefit when the stock is going down or the stock is going up using the same system. The only thing is just refer surprise, you know. That's all. Um, and uh, fifty di- uh, the total system system two uh, fifty five days breakout. Um, it, it applies to both, you know. 55 days high or 55 days lows. So, and that is a good example to show you how to handle both ups and down markets. And uh, for me anyway, if you only um, look at the uh, bull market, the up market side, um, you basically um, have your profit potential, so to speak. Yes, a lot of people feel more comfortable, maybe just the local uh, rules, financial rules and services only uh, um, um, give, give you the choice to um uh, only buy shares when actually moving up so to speak fair enough but you know um just like the, the sun and the moon you know sun goes up moon also goes up too you know when the when the sun goes down moon goes up so um to only just always trade on the sunny side on the bull side as far as i'm concerned is um uh you limited your um the the potential in earning more money and so i think it's something that's worth uh, to to look at Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is the Nasdaq. Um, Nasdaq seems to have benefited a lot, held a lot from uh, people working from home, uh, and people logging online, doing their work, watching TV, Netflix, you know, um, buying computers and buying groceries online, so to speak. So a lot of online uh, technology companies gone up, um, similar to like the vaccine company and so forth. Um, but you know, on Nasdaq, on this for examples, they've gone. Uh, relatively strengthened quite a bit um early in the year um, yes like everybody else um nasdaq was all like you know um not it's move, make, making a, a bit of uh leeway so to speak and uh, up to like february time and um then it just get hurt you know the whole index sort of fall down and uh, down to about seven thousand marks or that area but then the the Fed, um, this water money given by the Fed, the two trillion dollars really pushes it. And because a lot more people are using technology to work from home or uh, go online to buy things, also to um, 
bet, you know, um, making trading shares and so to speak. Um, the technology basically have moved um, quite a lot uh, in not just US, but I think around the world as well. They've benefited a lot. But what is actually showing here, what I would like you to think of this another um, system that perhaps you can think of is uh, something I read about a long time ago and it's uh, definitely useful in this case. Um, if you actually look at, um, mm, let's say NASDAQ for example, the reason high, the, the basically the high that made just before the um, COVID-19 sort of touched um, Europe and then causes a big hoo-ha in, in shares around the world, stock market around the world. Um, after the Fed have pumped in loads of money into the market, we see that this high has been broken, and in this case in NASDAQ, yeah? And then the um, the index continues to roar further up, up and up. So the previous high on Feb, um, around February this year is around just under um, just under 10,000, it's about 9,500 areas, but now obviously um, NASDAQ have gone to as high as you know, 12,000, 12, that kind of thing. At the moment it's about, um, 11,000 ish, 11,500, um, about 11,000. Um, so basically, um, this one thing that you know, uh, you can use is something called 52 weeks high, you know, uh, breakout. So if, you, if you've got a share or index or uh, a cross, um, that's um, uh, forex cross or commodity, whatever, if it have made 52 weeks high, so that means it made a new year high for the past 12 months, the, the highest high. And we have broken it, and st the shares stay above that. It's basically a good trend following system to have. And you've seen time and time again for the past three, four months or so, you have Tesla, you have Apple, NASDAQ, Square, eBay, Snap, ETS, you know, name it. Quite a lot of them have made 52 weeks high. And you have actually bet on it, um, you know, buy those shares or cross or index, whatever. And um, <coughs> actually, basically say if it's the... The high um, is uh, the recent high is uh, the highest uh, for the last 52 weeks, which is the last uh, 12 months last year. And you basically just you know get on board and buy the share, and you just it will the momentum will just help you to move up. And in this case, this wall of money um, really did its job. So what was something I think all of us need to watch out for? Um, there might be some. Um, uh, what you call volatility coming up in October, a month that has always been, you know, uh, market crash sort of thing. We might have a lot more of that this year with so many things that's going on. And uh, of course, Donald Trump is um, uh, trying to get re-elected and so forth. And um, uh, November is coming for the election. So we might get um, face some more volatility. But as far as concerned, this war of money is actually in the market. Unless Fed, uh, US Fed actually, Getting putting money back, sucking money back into the into the the systems and um, just like quantitative tightening, what they have done, I think a couple of years ago when the stock market sort of you know got slowed down quite a bit. Um, I think this war of money will just basically stay in the market and just go around the world. Uh, you'll be in Europe, you'll be in Asia. I think ultimately it'll probably go into Asia somewhere because I th I believe China will be the best one that actually recover. But this war of money is not going to go away. It's got of everything, and if we have a uh, if it's expected, uh, let's say, you know, there's a high chance, I personally believe, there's uh, going to be some sort of reaction or more of a um, re 
correction, so to speak, a sharper correction to in October, just to uh, nullify some of this bull run for the last four, four months or so. You know, have a one month volatility, you know, going down. Uh, it's nothing uh, in a big major part um, 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 of thing. But I believe this uh, two trillion US dollars is definitely going to stay in the market, and it's going to continue to grow, um, cause a, a lot of stocks and indices um, going up higher and higher. So we just basically wait and see. And it's just my view, but mainly for me is on this one. I think if you use um, fifty two weeks high uh, breakout, it's a good system to actually to. They use uh, at a times like like this one. They're just mad money going into the system, uh, and this is quite useful because um, you don't have to do anything. You just have to remember oh, the price of any uh, shares or indices or commodities. Going above fifty two weeks and just stay there until um, it's come back down. Let's say you know uh, come back down five percent or something. You have a trading stop loss or ten percent, then you can just 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 get out. But it's it's good thing to actually make make money out of it that way. But uh, this water money really have to watch out, and it's um, something that's just um, um, probably gonna help us to make a bit more money in the coming months. Okay, so this is basically the end of uh, this podcast. Uh, this uh, one hundred. Uh, episode and thank you for listening so far and uh, please uh, love to have your continued support and please continue to um, subscribe and listen to my podcast and I talk to you uh, next week bye for now <laughs>